I have to say this first. No matter what you hear me say, no matter how I tell my story, no matter what piece of information I lay out in front of you, please tag that with cause of God. My life is favor. You know, Bishop Jakes told me one time, when you got favor on your life, no matter what you're thrown into, you're going to always rise to the top. I have been thrown into a lot, but because of favor and grace, I just keep I just keep showing up somehow, man, no matter what they do. And so all of this that I have is really because of the grace of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You've got to have a tremendous work ethic to be successful in here. In other words, and you can relate to this, you got to have a lot of dog in you. <laughs> you really do, man, if you want to be successful because it's, it's going to be a lot of trying times. So you have to have a tremendous work ethic. But you got to have faith. Faith without works is dead. Albert Einstein said once, he said, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. Everything you have, everything we have in this world, somebody imagined it. It's your ima imagination is tremendous. Somebody was sitting on the phone one day talking with a cord to the wall and said, man, I wish I could just go outside with this phone. Everybody in here got a cell phone. Somebody imagined that. Somebody got tired of riding in a wagon cross country from slavery to freedom. Somebody said, I wish we had something that made these wheels move by themselves. We drive cars. People got tired of driving from New York to L.A. Somebody said, I wish we could fly. We got airplanes. Imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. Your real life, the one God really got for you, is in your imagination. It is not in your current situation or your current paycheck. And if you've been living like that, you have then restricted yourself to a commonality that is really not yours. Because what really God got for you is really in your imagination. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when I told you a minute ago, you got to have a tremendous work ethic, but you got to have a lot of faith. I talk to so many people who get older, like some of us are, and they've lost their faith. Well, faith is really simple. It's the, faith is the substance of things hoped for. All that means is in the beginning, you just hope something pop up. You know, you just kind of hope something happened for you. I was hoping I would get on TV. I wrote it on a piece of paper when I was 10. I want to be on TV. The problem I had when I wrote it at 10 was I suffered from a severe stuttering problem. I could not talk outside of my house. So can you imagine when I wrote on a piece of paper, I want to be on TV and turn that in. But when I wrote it on the paper, it wasn't factual. It was just hope. You just got to start with the hope. Faith is the substance of things that you hope for. You just hope something, Joe. Then what happened is through grace and favor, he give you a couple of them things you hope for, and then you're supposed to start believing then. Because now it turns into faith. But if you take this scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What is the evidence of things not seen? I just told it to you. Albert Einstein said, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attraction. But guess what? 
your imagination really is. It's the evidence of things not seen. Because your imagination, you know why it's the evidence of things not seen? Because you're the only one who can see it. Your imagination is actually God showing you a preview of a coming attraction that he has for you. The moment you don't believe in your imagination, you negate what he got for you. Your imagination is the preview to life's coming attraction. It is the evidence of things not seen. Because can't nobody see it with you. Your problem is you keep telling your imagination to the wrong people. See, if you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small-minded person. It's dead. How many times, man, have you had a tremendous idea? Something you thought was the one, and you went and told it to your loved ones and your so-called friends, and they shot it down. I mean, you was convinced that it was just, oh, man, I just came to you. And you told it to them and they shot it down. And you thought since they was your loved ones and their friends and they got your best interests at heart, you believed them. You was wrong. They taught, You let them talk you out of what God got for you. Some of y'all still sitting here with the ambition of opening a business one day, but you scared to go start the business because you got a job and you got bills. Rich people got bills. Everybody got bills. Hell, I got bills. You, you, who, you, everybody owes somebody something. I got something with the bank right now. You're going to let the fact that you got some bills stop you from opening the business, the thing that God done put in your imagination, so you're going to squash that because you got bills. Everybody got bills. Your real life is in your imagination. Can you, can, you, can you grab what I'm telling you? So I don't know what you thought I was going to say to you. I'm just a real dude. I don't even have the education you all have. I flunked out of school. I flunked. I ain't got no education. I don't use four-syllable words. What I'm sharing with you is stuff that everybody can apply today. If you're sitting in here thinking that you're too old to listen to what Steve... Hell, I'm 60. But I still rely on my imagination. See, if you think you're too old to make it, let me give you a prime example. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders has been frying chicken his whole life. He was telling everybody he had the best chicken in the world. Ain't nobody believe him. They turned him down everywhere. Colonel Sanders didn't get a franchise till he was in his 60s. Kentucky Fried Chicken sell more chicken than anybody in the world today. So if you're sitting there thinking because you got a little gray on you, you're too late, as long as God waking you up in the morning, that's the sign that he ain't through with you. So what you tripping for? You sitting up in here like, like God can't do nothing for you because you 60. Man, you know what I'm asking God for right now? And I'm 60. If you could see my vision board, you would be, you would be blown away. Because I got enough right now. I really know. But I ain't in the need business. I'm in the want business. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting something. Quit going down to these churches y'all sitting up in here going down to. Let, keeping you in these little boxes. God got a big life for you. The smallest scripture I ever read changed my life. 
the scripture real simple. You have not because you ask not. Do you know the difference that that could make in your life? I'm just giving you real talk now. I'm just trying to tell you how I got here. See, I, I have no education. See, you have not because you ask not. When the last time you really asked him for something? Or do you keep making requests that's inside the confines of your paycheck? When you gonna get outside of that? Didn't I just tell you God ain't in your paycheck? Didn't I just tell you he ain't in your job title? The life God got for you is in your imagination. Why you still imagining stuff? Why you keep dreaming of a summer home? Why you keep dreaming of retirement, leaving your grandkids money? So I'm at the age now where I think about my grandkids. I got seven TV shows. Dog, I only need one. One show pay me enough money. I just need one. I do not live my life in the confines of what anybody says to me. I let my imagination go, and now imagination is a preview to life's coming attraction. But what that really means is, is God showing you a preview of what he has for you. So now, if you have not cause you ask not, do you understand if you up your ask, he has to up his give? This period. This is simple stuff that anybody can apply. You ain't even got to have no degree to do this. You don't even have to have no money to do this. You can start this today and change your whole game. Because you're going to need grace and favor anyway. You up your ask, he up his give. You have not because you ask not. This ain't a magic trick, man. I get tired of rich people talking to people and they make you buy these programs and stuff so they can drag you out for eight years. You can get the program. I have asked God for some tremendous stuff. Everything he hasn't given to me is on the way. I have no doubt about it. Why would he not? When I was homeless, I lived in a car for three years. I made some decisions in my life, man, and threw myself off a cliff. My decision in October, uh, October 8th, 1985, I walked into a comedy club for the first time on a dare from a girl. I walked into a comedy club for the first time. Had never heard of a comedy club. But all my life, I wanted to be on TV. Had never heard of a comedy club. October the 8th, I walked into Hilarity's Comedy Club in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. It's right outside Africa. I signed up for the following week because I just wanted to see what the comedians did. Man, I, wanted, I saw stand, live stand-up for the first time. They had 10 acts supposed to go up. Nine of them went up. The 10th guy got scared and went and ran out the door. So I had signed up for the following week. The guy says, Listen, we lost our 10th act. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go to the week from next week. If Steve Harvey's here, come on up now. So I ran up on stage. I'm doing, I don't even know what to do, but I just started talking about boxing and stuff that happened to me. Audience was hollering, laughing. They brought all 10 of us back up on stage. They had a clap off. I won the clap off. I won $50. I cried from Cuyahoga Falls to Cleveland 
girl kept saying, why you crying? It ain't but $50. I said, no, you don't understand. This way more than 50 This is what I do. She said, what you mean this is what you do? This just your first time. Uh, you don't understand. Something happened to me. I won amateur night. I went to work the next day, October 9th, 1985, and quit my job. Now, I don't recommend that you do it that way. Because two years later, I was homeless. Because <laughs> the first year of comedy, I made $3,400. The next year, I made $4,800. And the third year, I made $5,300. I got a wife, a set of twins. I'm sending every dollar I got to them. So I tried to live on $50-$75 a week. Gas was $0.38 cent a gallon back then. I just stayed in my car. So I lived in my car for three years. Three years I lived in my car. And what happened was, I just said, man, so I used to fish all the time to eat because I'm a fisherman, I'm a bass fisherman. So I used to stop at lakes and ponds and just fish. And every night, every month, I get run off from somebody's land. Hey, get away from here. Hey, move along, that's not yours. Hey, stop fishing here. I just get run off. And he didn't understand. And one time I had fish on the line. They said, you got fish on that line? I said, yeah, throw them back. I had to throw them back because I used to stop at rest areas with them little cast iron grills. I kept charcoal in my car. I started frying. I eat fish. Then some days I wouldn't eat. So that, they thought I was just fishing, but I was eating. So I said one day, I said, man, you know what? One day, man, I'm going to give myself some land. I'm going to buy myself a piece of dirt. So fast forward, God bless me. I get on TV when I'm 38. I'm on Showtime at the Apollo. Lord, have mercy. They gave me my money. I saved my money up. I saved $250,000. I said, I'm going to give me some land. I went to Texas. And I'm about to buy some land. But before I went to buy the land, I was curious. I just had the thought. I said, man, I wonder how much land is on earth? How, how many acres is on earth? Because you know it's not going to change. You know, God lets you fly. God lets you dive on the water. God don't let you make dirt. Can't make dirt. So I looked it up. It's roughly over, just a little bit over, 36 billion acres of land. 36 billion acres of land. So I just got a little bit more curious and I said, well, how many people on earth? I looked it up and it was about 6 billion people on earth. So I did some Steve Harvey thinking. I said, okay, if it's 36 billion acres of land and it's about 6 billion people on earth, everybody ought to have 6 acres of land. I just mean, you know, I just, just think. So I asked God, could I have six acres? That's all I wanted. Because you know the one thing I wanted? I didn't care if I put a house on it or nothing. I just wanted to be a stand somewhere and couldn't nobody run me off. So I got this money, man. I saved my money. I saved $250,000. I'm going and I'm looking for some land. The first day I get there, I see a piece of land in Texas, so beautiful, I couldn't believe it. It had rolling hills, had a pond on it where I could fish. I, the dude took me over there, I look at the land, and I'm, and I'm looking out, I said, man, this is great right here. I said, sir, how much is this right here? He said, well, 
It's about $600,000. I said, man, I ain't, I ain't got that kind of money. He said, well, how much do you have? I said, I got $250,000. I said, well, let me think about it, man. He said, let me think about it. And I was standing there, and then I stopped. I said, sir, can I ask you a question, man? How many acres of land is that? He said, this is six acres. Six. Six years ago, I just asked God, just give me six. See, I didn't want a whole lot of acres. I just wanted my cut. Just give me my six. And so I said, ain't this crazy? So I thought about it. I said, man, what can we work out? Right before I got ready to say it, the guy that took me over there said, Steve, let me show you something right quick. He took me over this hillbilly's house. Took me over this hillbilly house named Jerry Campbell. I was a little nervous about meeting him, man, because I didn't like the way he talked, but mess around turned out to be one of the finest men I ever met in my life. Became a father figure to me. It's an old white man. He took me to his house. He said, let me show you. He took me over and showed me this land, and it was massive. It had three lakes on it. It had rolling hills. It had trees. It was unbelievable, man. I said, man, this is incredible. I said, man, how much is this? He said, this 16 acres. I said, hey, man, I ain't got that kind of money. Let me go on back over here to this dude where I can, Mike can cut a deal. He said, well, let me ask you What was you going to give that man over there? I said, well, I hadn't worked it out yet because all I got is $250,000. He said, well, listen, I'm in a little bit of a tide right now. Said, if you can bring me 250000 cash by tomorrow, I give you this 16 acres. Next thing you know, I had 270 acres of land. Now, let me tell you something. I'm so busy now, I don't even get to go to that ranch. I never can go. And I thought I was going to be fishing and saving for my kids the rest of life. But God had another plan for me. That's the ranch that I had my mentoring camp on. I bring a thousand black boys out there with a thousand single mothers. And that was the purpose of that ranch. I never go there to fish at all. But see, that's what I wanted. I thought that's what it was for. But God got another plan. His way is way bigger than yours. You can't even see his way. But you got to start to hustle. You got to give God something to work with. Look, if you start hustling and grinding, he'll fill it up for you. But if you ain't got no hustle and no grind, he can't fill it up. So guess what? I don't ever go there to use that land for fishing or not. But I'm changing boys' lives over there. My story is really a story about faith. Really is, man out the dirt I have no college degree all of my children do I got seven kids I sent their last one on college I made sure all my kids went to college because I know they got to have that education well daddy you didn't go to college well your ass ain't got no jokes
It's been important for me to empower my children, but not only my children, but thousands of young people across the country. And education is the key for a lot of people. But when I speak at colleges and stuff, I tell people, number one thing in your world is not your education. It's your dream. So what you dreaming about, y'all? What you still dreaming about? What is God still showing you in your imagination? What are you so afraid of? Why would you not take that leap and go for it before you mess around and die? Why would you not go and see what God really got for you before you leave this world? Why would you hang on to a job? paycheck to paycheck right now when you retire they're going to give you one third of what you can't live on now they're going to give you a gold watch and a turkey and they're going to set you on out to pasture if I was you before I leave this world I'd go see what God really got for me just take a chance now here's why you should take the chance name me one time God has not pulled you through just name it. Name the one thing God has never pulled you through. If he ain't pulled you through it, he's currently pulling you through it right now. And the reason I know I'm telling the truth is because you're sitting in here. If God was through with you, he wouldn't wake you up no more. When he wakes you up, it's because he ain't through with you yet. He got something else for you. So why don't you go see what that is? Why we got to live our lives like we owe them something? Man, you owe yourself something. Go be free. Go see what God got for you. Oh, Steve, that's easy for you to say. You rich. Hell, did you hear me? I lived in a car for three years. I took On October 8th, I won $50. October 9th, I quit. How big a jump you want to take? You ain't even got to do that. A lot of y'all got savings. You may not have three years up, but you only need a little bit. Just jump. Go see what God got for you. Quit sitting here in your life posturing like it's okay. Quit funking the fake. Quit faking the funk. Quit, quit, quit got people thinking you something you ain't, man, when you really know you won't be something else. You ain't got to believe me, but you can look at me. I'm telling you, it's proof in this here now that the God you serve really will give you what you ask for. He will. I'm not your preacher. I'm a hood dude that done messed around with no education, the mess when I got to the top of the TV world, balling out of control. And I'm telling you, I was homeless and lived in a car. And I ain't got no education. Now y'all in here got degrees. I see it on your forehead. I see it on you. I feel when I'm around educated people. I know you know how to study it and math. I, I can look at you and I'm so proud of you. But hey man, the next level. A man without a dream or vision shall perish. It never mentions if you don't have an education. Don't forget to pray. But don't be ashamed to pray. Prayer changes things. I don't care how dark it looks for you. I don't care what, what they done said to you. I don't care what the verdict is. I don't care what the haters say. Prayer changed things. I'm talking to a girl that I grew up on a block, man, that it didn't breed success. 
A lot of people on our block ain't here no more, man. I grew up in a place, man, that was, that was, you had to be something else, you come up out of there. Prayer changes things. I was told I would never be nothing. Prayer changes things. I flunked out of school. Prayer changes things. I'm on my third marriage, lost everything I've owned twice. I've been homeless and lived in a car for three years. Prayer changes things. The cool thing about prayer is the one thing that's available to everybody at any given time. Do you know that God ain't ever too, he ain't ever too busy for you? You know that God actually knows who you are? Do you know that God actually created you to converse with him? Do you know that God would actually love to hear from you? Do you know that I like talking to him even when I don't really need nothing? Quit playing with this here. You're not going to make it without God. If you've tried it so far, tell me how that's working out for you. It sucked, don't it? You need God. Don't, don't you think I got here without it. I've needed him every step of the way. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't even be standing here today. Quit being ashamed about it and worrying about who looking. Go somewhere by yourself today and tell God you need some help. Tell him that you're just tired of trying to figure it out for yourself. You can't be tripping with my walk with him because my path ain't been like yours. This is my version of being saved. All you got to do is get your own version. You ain't got to change. God work with you. God take anybody that want to be saved and he saved. So just like old people used to say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save anybody. get over here to I don't see how circle he does not ship there he only sends the boxes to faith street so when he sends it and you have moved off faith street 
the package got to go back. It's just like UPS or the post office. If they send you a box and you ain't home, they take it back. That's how it works, man. Let me tell y'all something. Being successful is not a magic trick. You just have to learn the principles of success. I ain't got no degree. I got nothing like that to tell you about. I didn't finish school. I flunked out of school. I'm on my third marriage. Lost everything I've owned twice. Been homeless, lived in the car. I am telling you, your education ain't got nothing to do with it. No, man, it's your dreams and visions. A man without a dream or vision shall perish. It's what God puts in your imagination for you to have. Everything God wants you to have, he puts it in your imagination. Albert Einstein said imagination is everything. It's to preview the life's coming attractions. Everything you imagine is God showing you a preview of a coming attraction he has for you. And he puts it in your imagination so you can see what he got for you. So if you've been imagining that you're going to be rich one day, it's because God wants you to be rich. Now, when you going to ask him for it and are you going to wait for it to happen? Or are you going to lose faith? Here what Christians mess up at. Well, I guess it wasn't the Lord's will. Who are you? How you know what God's will is? It all happens at an appointed time. But you have to stay in faith for the appointed time to happen for you. I've been wanting to be on TV since I was 10 years old. You know how old I was before I got on TV? 38. 38, 28 years after I wrote it on the paper. I won't be on TV. It took me 28 years to get on TV. But it happened at an appointed time. I just never gave up the faith. I kept going because I didn't know how to quit. Because I know if I quit, it cannot happen. If you stay with it, you have no idea what can happen for you. You can't quit because get hard. This dude had lost his legs. He's still, he still funky with it. You can't quit because you got your leg. What you tripping for? You, you can't quit, man. You got to stay with it. It's somebody having it way harder than you, and they didn't give up. You're tripping, man. Get yourself together. God got a great life for you. I'm telling you, God got a plan for you that's so out of sight it would trip you out all you got to do is ask him for it and wait on it and be willing to work faith without works is dead that's all you got to do you don't need no education I flunked out of school you know how many people I got working for me that got degrees everybody how I got a degree cause I know I ain't that smart but I got money for you bro you got what I don't have I'm, you gonna take that 150 and help me get this billion I got 154 billion. How God give me this and he won't give it to you? Look at me, I've been up here cussing, I've made mistakes. But God don't ask you for your perfection. He asks you for your consistency. There's none perfect, no not one. I'm going to give you the two scriptures that changed my entire life. Now, I had heard these scriptures growing up, but it didn't, it didn't sit with me until I was homeless. The first scripture, you have not cause you ask not. Now, listen to me. I cannot tell you how important that single scripture is. A lot of the problems I was having and you may be having just like me is because what I was asking God for was the wrong stuff. I kept going to him too small. I was praying for stuff 
that really didn't need that much of a prayer. You really think God don't know you need another job? He know all of that. But if you don't ask him for it, he can't. God don't give you what you want. He give you what you believe. See, you've been blowing it. If you up your ask, he ups his gill. That's his promise. You have not because you ask not. Lord, help me fix my car so I can make it to work. Stop praying over these raggedy cars. Why don't you ask God for a car that don't need fixing? Oh, you think that's too big for him? Is that it? So you don't ask this great God for big stuff because you don't see how you can get it. You're not supposed to see how you can get it. You're just supposed to ask him for it. See, the how-to is none of your business. You keep getting in the way of the blessing because you all up in the how-to part of it. Show me the scripture where he tells you to figure out how to do anything. He don't ask you the how-to nothing. Write the vision and make it plain. Everything you want, you're supposed to write down. I'm telling you, man, this is how it works. You know, some rich people don't really have degrees. You just need the word. You need to know what it's saying applied to you. You know why? Because it's a promise of his. He never lied. He always come through. If I was you, I'd try that. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. All I ever asked God for was to let me eat. Let me sit at the table with the big boys. Take me from this homelessness that I'm in and fill my coffers with, 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 with spoils. You know how much I have today? I have more than I ever thought I'd ever have. God didn't gave me more than I asked for because he got this thing he has called grace. The grace is, I wish, I wish I could buy it. You know, I wish I could buy grace, man. Justice is when you get what you deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. He said, but grace is different from both of them. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Do you understand that? God has this thing that he passes out called grace. You ever heard old people say, all I want is a little more grace? Because guess what? He passes it out and he gives you things you don't deserve. I do not deserve this life I have. I'm just telling you flat out. The money I make, where I live, what I drive, how I travel, how I vacation, I don't deserve it. I work really hard, but I really don't deserve all this. I don't. I'm telling you flat out, I don't deserve it. But he gave me grace. He let me survive homelessness. He bought me from dark, man. I've been out. Y'all don't know. I've been in it, man. I'm so grateful that God let me have this life he gave me that I don't even know what to do. What you see today is a boy that come out the bottom who believed in him when it wasn't no sign of me getting over, who kept doing this thing that his mother taught me. 
she said when it get dark for you and you can't find your way and boy I was lost she said don't forget to pray don't be ashamed to pray and don't ever be too proud to pray because prayer prayer changes things you have got to pray you know what you ought to get you ought to, you ought to create your relationship with God because if you do that he going to put some grace on you and he going to give you some things you don't deserve then you won't need no education you won't need to go and complete the program no more you ain't got to go over here and ask nobody will they hide God takes you to places that you never ever thought you could you go I never saw myself here but that God I serve he saw me here and he put me here and all I'm doing right now is telling you that with God you can make it. I don't know why he had you come to this show. I don't know why I'm telling it to you like this today. But if you ain't ever tried God, listen to me. You should try him. Because he's very available to you right now. He don't love me no more than he love you. If God can pick me up, and you have no idea who you're really looking at. You don't know what I've done. If God can change me, he changed anybody in this room. God is good, man. 